What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Coaches Network, bringing the game together. Hey guys, you're now listening to the Coaches Network podcast, a podcast aimed at anyone who's passionate about athlete, talent, and personal development. My name's Coach Yas, and I'm a UEFA A licensed football coach, coach developer, and content creator. I'll be sitting down with a range of guests to discuss their journeys, their life lessons, and how you can make an impact. Enjoy. Right, guys, welcome back to the Coaches Network. My name's Coach Yas, and I've got another very special guest with me today. My guest today is Peter Gilmore. Good morning, Peter. How are you, man? Hello, very well. And uh, thanks for uh, having me along. Great to be here. Amazing. No, I'm glad you're here, Pete. Pete, just before we get started, um, would you mind maybe just sharing a bit of insight around who you are, what you do, and then we can kind of tailor from there? Sure, yes. Okay. <laughs> How long have you got? Um well, the reason you uh, got me along here is because I'm something they call a mind coach, uh, and I work a lot in sport. Not only sport, I also uh, I, I I work in uh, business, and I work with uh, people in the people in the uh, performing arts. Uh, but sport is my big thing. I've worked at the top level of sport for a long time, uh, over twenty years now, and um, I use a whole bunch of different methods to help people achieve things which in a lot of cases they feel is just beyond them. And um, so uh, it could be football, tennis, cricket, and um, I could be working either with an individual or um, a whole squad of footballers. I have a fantastic session I do if a manager lets me do it, and that is in the changing room about an hour before the players go out to play. And um, it's absolutely pure gold. It's about 10 minutes of uh, basically me speaking because the kind of things I do are okay the number one modality I use is hypnosis I'm a hypnotist which uh, and I know some people are a little bit worried about hypnosis but there's really no need to be it's the most fantastic thing you can ever do and it'll help you to, to achieve anything you want to achieve in life uh, but I also use a whole bunch of other things which uh, you may have heard of or perhaps not um um, NLP, 
which is neuro-linguistic programming, which is, uh, I describe it as a kind of mental engineering. I use something called tapping. I don't know, uh, Yaz, have you heard about tapping? Do you know what that is? Well, uh, I'll tell you what it is, and it'll sound crazy to you because it did to me when I first heard about it. It's tapping on different parts of your body. By doing that, you change your mental state. And um, crazy as it sounds, I can assure you, it's completely magical. You know, when I first started hearing about it maybe 15 years ago, and I thought, this is complete nonsense. How can tapping on your body change anything at all? And, um, and then I, somebody persuaded me to go and, um, go and learn it. Actually, I'll tell you who it was. It was Paul McKenna who persuaded me to go and learn it. And I did that, and I found out it's completely magical. I hardly do a session these days that doesn't have some tapping in it. Um, maybe a bit later on, if you're interested enough, I'll show you a tapping technique there. They take about a minute or two minutes. And, uh, as far as an athlete is concerned, I give them two, three, four, uh, maybe different, very simple techniques to do either as a, um, a, a pre-match warm-up, because just as you need a, a physical warm-up before you play, you need a mental warm-up as well. So it's part of my mental warm-up for athletes. Um, but what I like people to do is to do it in the morning as soon as they get up, because if you do, and I say this to everybody, um, you'll have a better day, you know, how will you know, you'll just feel yourself having a better day because all of these things that I do, it's all, it's, it's not sports psychology, it's energy psychology. The whole thing is to get the um, energy systems of the body uh, traveling around the body easily and effortlessly, because when you do that, that's when you feel at your best. Um, there are a lot of things that interfere with the energy systems of the body, such as if we get stressed or anxious or unhappy about things or the toxins that where everybody is breathing in. Okay, we live in London, so we have a lot of toxins the whole time. that we're, And I'm not talking just about traffic fumes. I'm talking about the manufacturing process of just about everything in our lives, uh, furnishing fabrics, clothes, uh, food, uh, the water that comes along, old lead pipes into our houses. All of this stuff is full of toxins, and we're ingesting these toxins the whole time. Like I say, they interfere with our energy systems uh, because, um, sorry if I'm rabbiting on here, but uh, we're all electrical beings. We have a number of energy systems that, uh, that, that you know, in our bodies. And we have to keep them uh, flowing easily and effortlessly because that's when we feel at our best. If, if they're not, then, you know, uh, we feel down. We don't have any energy. We can't be bothered, you know. So um, I mentioned NLP. I mentioned tapping. There's something called uh, EMDR. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's basically, um, in a nutshell, it's eye movement therapy because people found out some time ago that lateral eye movement um, has a big effect on the brain. So if I was to hold up my uh, fingers like this and go like this and get you to follow the movement of my fingers with your eyes, keeping your head still, you would find that your, um, uh, that things would change. Things would start to change, particularly if we're focusing on a particular issue that you may have. Uh, and it's a very potent therapy and a whole bunch of other things. I don't want to bore you with the names of a whole bunch of things, but I, I've also invented a number of things myself that I use with people. And I can promise you, and I will say to anybody who plays football or any football coach who is listening to this, 
if you follow my very simple mental training method, um, you will play better or any players that you're coaching will play better. Not a little bit, but a lot, you know, because people say, well, you know, anything you can find that can increase performances by 1% or 2% or a half a percent, you know, it could be the difference between winning and losing. I'm talking more like 50%. And I'm, and that's, well, it's not an exactly scientific figure, but um, the, uh, if you look at football clubs I've worked at, you look at the results after I came in, comparing the results before I came in, generally speaking across the board, there's a 50% um, improvement in uh, point gathering. Okay. And am I, am I uh, no, no, that's not, not, not at all. Not at all. I think there's a there's a lot to unpack there. Now, there's a lot of interesting points. So first and foremost, thank you for that. You know, quite in depth um, insight, and I'm sure it is a very um, brief one at that because I'm sure there's a lot more you can probably add to it. <laughs> um, but I just want to come back. Like you just made a massive statement there, Pete. Um, mm. That anyone that maybe adopts your your techniques and applies your techniques, you've almost you've pretty much guaranteed an improvement in results. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. I'll tell you something else as well. I'll add to that. I'll say I specialise in working with strikers. Any striker that works with me will score more goals. Right. They will. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, I have the track record to prove it. Yeah. And I, I'm, um, you know, at all levels of the game, including the premiership and international level as well. Sure. And um, I, so um, having said that, I, I don't want my methods just to be so exclusive and so expensive that only those guys can afford it. And it's one reason why I'm doing this thing with you now, because what I'm trying to do is to spread this out. These are very simple things that people can do, mm. not only to perform better on the football pitch, but to feel better, to function better, to be happier, to improve everything in their lives. And with, you know, the whole COVID business, we need this, you know? No, I, t I totally agree. Yeah, so look, let's, let's start with that then. You know, there's, there's many things that you've touched on there. Um, mm. uh, and, and like I said, you've made, you've made a big statement and, 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 I, and, and you say it with such confidence and conviction, which, which obviously just breeds that even more. Um, let's go right back to the top then. So you started off with um, the, the, this idea of hypnotherapy. Now, mm. it's... I didn't say hypnotherapy, by the way. I said hypnosis. Mm. Hypnosis, apologies. Um, and that in itself, I think, is a bit of a... It can be a bit of a tricky one for some people to get their heads around. Uh, yeah, I know. I've been doing it for 23 years. Yeah. I know the uh, reactions I get. Yeah, so I think... I think, So for, from that then, um, how did you first get into it? What, were your, what, were your, what was your mindset before you came into Because you obviously talked about the, mm. the tapping uh, piece and some of the mm. reservations you had about tapping. Did you have mm. any similar reservations about hi hypnosis and how that could have an impact? And what was, you, you know, what was the thought process going into that? And then mm. where, did that, where did that start to shift? Okay. Well, I'll tell you how I discovered it. And that is that, um, see, my son is a tennis player. Uh, I, well, actually, he's a coach now. He's um, 33, 34, and uh, he's, he's a fantastic coach. He's working in Mexico right now. And um, years ago, when he was seven or eight, something like that, he 
he used to lose his temper all the time on the tennis court. And he was a really good player. He was a county champion uh, a number of years, and he was in the top, I don't know, 20 or 30 maybe of his age in the country. Um, he was uh, a couple of years younger than Andy Murray. Uh, so, but we used to see Andy, and you know, the, the big tournaments we used to play around the country, there's all the different age groups playing. So, you know, we used to see all the um, guys like Andy Murray playing and and, and often there'd be a big um, entry, international entry at some of these tournaments as well. So he's steeped in tennis, but he used to lose his temper all the time. And he was really good and he used to lose matches that he could easily have won by losing his temper. Any tiny little thing, you know, a noise off court or an unlucky bounce or an unlucky neck cord or something, he starts screaming his head off. Um, and I'd have to listen to it all afternoon and watch him getting very upset. So I was looking for a way to help him. And I went to all the top coaches at the LTA, the Lawn Tennis Association, supposed to be the governing body of tennis. And um, I won't divert into a criticism of uh, all the sporting bodies in this country are a waste of space. And um, there you are, it's another <laughs> stunning statement for you. Um, nobody could help me they said well he'll grow out of it you know but the thing is when you've got a kid who's really ambitious and you're spending an absolute fortune you know on coaching taking him around the country uh, uh competition fees uh, i mean you're talking about maybe 20 grand a year for a lad to play on the um the performance circuit you know the junior tennis performance circuit until they're 18. so that answer wasn't good enough for me and i went looking for um and it wasn't only my son. There's a lot of them like that because the rules are you're not allowed to speak to them when they're playing. So you can't help them. And they, they, if, if they become emotionally upset with things happening on court, they don't know how to deal with it, you know, and nobody gives them any help. So I went looking for something to help him. And one day I was in a library in a place called Ross-on-Wye in near the border with Wales, which is where we lived at the time. And I found this book called Sports Hypnosis by Donald Leggett. And I read this book and it completely changed my, I didn't know by reading this book, I was creating a new career for myself. I mean, I, I'm, I was, I still am a writer. And I read this book and it really blew my mind. And there were a few very simple techniques in it. And I tried them out on Josh, that's my son's name. And his, his demeanor changed immediately on the tip. He started playing with a smile on his face and he was far more relaxed. And the whole situation, if you think about the fact that we were, um, I mean, three days a week, I was taking him to, for coaching. Uh, over the weekend, you have to uh, take him to play matches. Also. I mean, if you're serious, you have to do this. And so we were spending a lot of time together and a lot of time in the car. I, if he'd lost a match, he should have won. It was really not much of an enjoyable thing. Anyway, it became, it began to become very enjoyable. And I realized that I was onto something here. And I, um, I started working with him. He was telling his mates and his mates were saying, Oh, can he do it with me as well? And, um, and then I was encouraged enough to go and study hypnosis formally at the British uh, Academy of Hypnosis. And it changed my whole life. I became completely, uh, uh just just enamored with this um with this modality which i realized was a, a world-changing thing a life-changing thing and um so i 
that I started studying it then way, way back, maybe, I don't know, over 20 years ago. And, um, and it's um, a never ending learning process because I'm always searching for new things. I'm qualified now in not just in hypnosis to about the highest level you can be, but uh, maybe a dozen other modalities as well. Plus I invent things myself. I teach other people how to do it. And um, these things are quite amazing. They add an element that doesn't exist at the moment. I don't think in any sport, some of the top, um, you know, you mentioned you like tennis. Some of the top tennis players use um, these, um, you know, they, they get help on the mental side from certain people. Not everybody. Um, I mean, Andy Murray has always avoided it. I mean, at times he's, he has used the sports psychology from time to time during his career, but um, not very much. And I think he could have done a lot better if he had. Yeah. So just just on that, you know, the, the, mm. there's a lot. There's a lot in there. But for, for my first mm. question is coming back to what I said before. I, you know, I, I use the whip hypnotherapy. Would you mind maybe just uh, breaking down the difference between hypnosis and and mm. that of hypnotherapy? What that actually looks like? Then, you know, um, um, in principle, it's the same thing. But the reason I say hypnosis is because I don't really work in the same way as a high street hypnotherapist. I don't want to. Uh, denigrate anybody here but they have they have certain ways that they deal with certain things like helping people stop smoking lose weight get rid of mm -hmm. phobias fears that sort of thing and um um you know i, I don't want to say anything that makes me sound uh, big-headed or denigrating anybody but i've 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 moved on to a different level with it because i've I've connected hypnotherapy with lots of other things, like I said, the tapping and EMDR and lots of other things. And I've created a modality which is um, incredibly powerful, much more so than if you sit down with a hypnotherapist yeah. to, um, to, and I, I uh, the methods I use to do, the, there are lots of different ways of getting people into a light hypnotic trance, which is what you need to do. And incidentally, anybody's worried about hypnosis all it is is a state of deep relaxation yeah well th this was going to be my next question so i mean firstly you know when i think hypnosis and this just might be my ignorance but i just think of when i was younger i used to watch scooby-doo there used to be hypno hypno hypnotist on the, on the scooby-doo with a little clock just oh, yeah. hypnotizing people with clocks um but then you know, as you're talking through it and i guess the way you're describing the experience and how it's the, the impact is having it's almost like well is 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 it another form of meditation mindfulness um mm. what does that look like for, and, and obviously you're, you're, you're speaking about maybe doing things on a slightly different level in a slightly different way because mm. maybe combining a few together to i guess give it that different edge if you like mm. what does that look like practically mm. well um first of all you say is it is it like uh, meditation or mindfulness? Incidentally, I, I have this book, Magical Mental Methods, with about 20-something different techniques in it, plus a lot of down-home philosophy in it from me. And um, the, the reason I say that is because if you close your mind and you go inside, then there's only one place to go, whether it's hypnosis, prayer, um, um, meditation, uh, daydreaming there's only one place to go in inside now um in a way you could say it's similar to meditation but it's more 
uh, focused than meditation. You know, a lot of people, uh, I, the reason I showed you this is because mindful meditation, which is the flavor of the month, if you like, as far as modalities are concerned, people are doing it in the corporate world and all over the place. In all the methods I got in here, um, I don't include mindful meditation because I've included loads and loads of different methods, which I think are better than mindful meditation. Everybody tells me, not everybody, but a lot of people tell me they have a problem with meditation. They want to clear their mind and they end up thinking about what they're going to have for dinner or something like that. And they, they find it difficult to do, but with hypnosis or self-hypnosis, which again, there's instructions that you can hypnotize yourself. And it's something that I uh, coach all my uh, clients to do. Um, uh, you, um, it's, a, it's a more, um, so you pick a particular issue that you want to deal with and you get yourself incredibly relaxed. And then there are ways to deal with that issue, mainly by repeating affirmations to yourself in relation to that particular issue while you're in a deep relaxing state now with mindful meditation it's a different thing where you just go along with it and wherever it goes it goes and um and you don't know where you're going to end up and uh, that and you know and that's okay I, I you know i i use meditation i do it uh, but in terms of helping people to get over the problems we have in society today and of course a lot of my work at the moment is helping people who are stressed by covid for instance people long covid i'm helping people through long covid uh you need something more direct something that is focused on a particular issue mm. if someone is really you know stressed out up to their eyeballs and you say right um relax and clear your mind of everything uh it's not going to happen <laughs> but using the techniques i have um, I can get them relaxed very quickly. Yeah, and I think the key, one of the key things you touched on there was going to be one of my next questions was that you're talking about your, your role as a hypnosis or hypnotist. Would you call yourself a hypnotist? Yeah. yeah. Um, your role as a hypnotist, and um, essentially that's an external, I guess, source, if you like. Uh, but it was that. If, is it something that you can do alone? Is it something that you need someone else for? Is, it, is there techniques and ways of doing it that you can kind of, um yeah just you know self-practice if you like yeah I, I could teach you how to do it in 20 minutes it's uh it's a very simple process and the more um you'd have to then practice it and the more you practice the deeper mm. you go and the better the results you get mm. um, but so uh you can do it yourself or i mean i've hypnotized hundreds of people in a room together i love hypnosis so if i work in a football club um the thing I love doing more than anything else is hypnotizing the whole squad together. Uh, and it depends. Managers, sometimes managers just want you to work individually with certain players who they think are underperforming. You know, I always say to managers, give me one of your underperforming players. And the managers always have the same, that say, they're all underperforming. <laughs> um, but so uh, there's lots of different ways of doing it, but group hypnosis is fantastic because um, when you count people up after the, after the session, they look around and you can see that they've um, experienced something very significant together. And it's incredibly good for team bonding, whether it's a football team or, a, I don't know, a sales team in a business or anything, you know, um, I, I work with them. What, what does that look like then, Pete? You know, I, I, you know again, I'm just thinking to, to my experiences of what I know about hypnotism and, and things like that. I'm just thinking, right, you've got a, a group of people in a room all of a sudden they're under some sort of trance and it's mm. 
uh, you know, I'm thinking Darren Brown, you're in. <laughs> like, what does that actually look like? Like, what, uh, what it looks like is um, uh, they're all sitting in chairs. Uh, I tell them to close their eyes. I start talking to them. And uh, bit by bit, they're kind of drifting off like this. The ones who are more susceptible go off really, really quickly. Others take a little bit longer. And then they're just sitting there with their eyes closed and they're listening to the sound of my voice. And, um, you know, I'm giving them, in, in most cases, um, you know, inspirational thoughts. Sure. So in, in that, then, what, I don't know, maybe you can, I'm just trying to understand, but what's the science behind it? Is it, is it they're, they're paying so much attention to what you're saying or what's going on with you that they're actually yeah. tunnel, tunnel vision now, anything, anything else out of this? What, what, well, sort of, sort of, sort of. And there is a lot of science behind it because some people say, oh, well, it's not scientific and you can't prove it. So uh, just, uh, the well, the number one fact as far as how scientific it is, is the fact that uh, Einstein, you know, Einstein, the uh, uh, inventor of uh, the uh, theory of relativity, which is the basis for all science today, um, he used to use self-hypnosis all the time, every day when he was working. And when he developed the theory of relativity, he was in a hypnotic trance. Yeah. So that's, as, as anybody who questions how scientific it is, that's the first thing I tell them. Uh, but uh, the way it works is like this. You've got two minds. You've got a conscious mind. You've got a subconscious mind. Yeah. The conscious mind is the kind of prosaic, doubting side of the mind. It's the left-hand side of the mind. And it's about 5% of everything in there. It's what we use for everyday activities, getting up, going to work, having a chat, that sort of thing. Okay, now the subconscious mind is like, it's like um, uh, people describe it as an iceberg. So you, you've got the conscious mind above the surface a little bit, and then you've got this massive subconscious mind underneath the surface. And it's like a, um, it's like a DVD recording of everything that's ever happened to you in your life. It remembers everything, every sight, sound, sensation, feeling, emotion, experience, taste, smell, everything. So if you hear um, a song from when you were 15, in a club somewhere or something you're wafted back to that time aren't you and you can you can taste that time you can feel that time because it remembers everything and some of the things it remembers are very pleasurable and other things are are not so nice you know and um it's it's often those not so nice memories that create problems for us so what we want to do is to bypass the conscious mind the conscious mind which is saying um, oh, uh, it'll never work, you know, I can't do this. Mm. You know, athletes have a little voice in their head that says, I can't do this. Johnny Wilkinson used to talk about it. It's a question of changing that voice to a voice that says, I can do this. I can, I can do this, I will do this, I feel great, I feel strong, confident, powerful. And, um, and what happens, you see, the subconscious mind can only hold one idea on any subject at any given time so you can't be happy and sad at the same time yeah uh, so just on on that then i'm curious to know how much attention is or how important is it that they're actually seated in that in that in in in, in that moment and is there a particular structure that you want their body to be uh, held in as, as that's going on so is there certain postures or certain um does that have an impact on it? Because obviously you know, there's a lot of science around how uh, the posture of the body or, or how the body is, whether you know whether you're slouched over or you've got your chest out and all that sort of stuff can also have an impact on your emotions, your thoughts and your feelings as well. 
Mm. Uh, not to me it doesn't I have some clients who like to lie down when I'm doing it maybe on a couch or something like that but mm. generally speaking no I mean you can um, I mean I've hypnotized great groups of people um, sitting on you know those really uncomfortable catering type chairs you know in, in halls and places like that so to me it doesn't matter at all and and um, um, it's just a question of um, being as relaxed as you can really Hmm. So, I mean, I, I've hypnotized people standing up. There are you can do um, there are uh, really rapid ways, you know, uh, rapid inductions. You can do a rapid induction. You go three, two, one, sleep, and they they go like that, you know. And uh, very susceptible people, you can hypnotize as quickly as that using lots of different. There are lots of different rapid induction methods, and you can hypnotize them standing up, you know, hmm. and you say okay stand up straight stiff as a board you're not going to fall over and if you tell them that they're fine fine so just in, in that you know again i'm not just thinking how much of an impact you have as to whether this person's actually genuinely buying into what you're doing with them is mm. there is there a resistance factor which can affect the outcome um there often is a resistance factor when people haven't been hypnotized before um but um, I mean, I'm used to that. I can tell what's going on. And the thing is that although the first time people are sometimes a little bit apprehensive, uh, the second time they come, they can't wait to get on with it, you know, because mm. they've enjoyed the first time so much. Um, so um, I guess when I was younger, when I first started doing it, that was more of an issue than it is now, because I know that whoever either comes into this room or, or appears on a zoom screen i i know i know what's going to happen and um and um i just don't take no for an answer anymore but i'm not trying to you know it's only that they're um they are willing recipients of this thing which is like i say it's only a state of deep relaxation it's me saying okay uh, feel yourself drifting deeper and deeper all the way down all the way down and after a little while they you see because the subconscious mind is listening to what you're saying and the right. subconscious mind runs the whole body keeps everything working without you having to think about it you know it keeps your heart pumping your digestive system all the systems of the body working without you having to you don't have to stop and think well shall i breathe in again now or shall i wait a minute you know it happens automatically doesn't yeah. it you know until i uttered this very sentence you probably weren't aware, aware of the feeling of your feet on the floor but you are now because i mentioned it right. so and the subconscious mind is open 24 7 running your whole body even when you're sleeping at night right. so and and like it will it it can only have one idea on any yeah. um, subject and you can change that idea so um if for instance you want to stop somebody smoking and so they have this voice in their head that says i'm a smoker you want to change that to a voice that says i'm a non-smoker i mean you know it takes a bit longer than that but um and and then all of a sudden you count them up and um you know they that's it they don't want a cigarette again um you know you give them lots of other suggestions as well mm. uh, but um that's the basis of it that you change the negative emotions in the subconscious mind with positive suggestions mm. you replace them because it can only have one idea on any subject at any given time you see like i said before you can't be happy and sad you can't be a smoker and a non-smoker yeah you can't believe you can do something 
uh, and believe you can't do it at the same time. Of course. I, I think that's re- it's really interesting. You talked about the subconscious mind. And it just reminds me of some of the things I do subconsciously and I've come across subconsciously in my coaching. And it's almost, if a player is performing an action, I actually try and get them to kind of go within, right, I want you to experience the emotion and not just, so I want you to experience the feeling, not just emotionally, but physically what you're going through as you're performing this action so that you know when it feels right, if that makes sense. Um, and, and I think it, 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 similar to what you just said there, without asking that question, you're probably not even thinking about that sort of stuff. Um, so, you know, you, you talk there a lot about your hypnosis and how, and how, how that would maybe will, will be, I guess, uh, delivered in, in those settings. What, what would you say are some of the key things that coaches or anyone listening to this can kind of think about um, in terms of maybe applying some of those principles in, in, in their own environments, whether that be on themselves or whether that be with the athletes that they work with or people around them. Okay. Yeah, is there any key, any key things that, you know, maybe we could start doing to maybe prepare ourselves to go into that? I know that you said, obviously, you can you can probably teach it in a, in, in, in a few minutes, but... Well, I said I could teach you to do self-hypnosis in yeah. a few minutes. I can't teach you everything I know yeah, about um, uh, um, uh, h- how to um, uh, prepare the athlete's mind for competition mm. in five minutes. Uh, but um, uh, what I can tell you is if, if you get a group of coaches and uh, you get them in a room with me for, say, I don't know, a couple of hours, I'll guarantee by the time you leave that room, you will be far better coaches than when you came into it uh, because I would um, give you some very very basic instructions on um, how to um, very simple techniques you can use with the people you're coaching and um, but you know because um, you know in sport they always say control the controllables do you tell your people that you've got to control the controllables right yeah I, I don't use the phrase but I've certainly come across it Right. Okay. Well, in tennis, they use it a lot. I can tell you. Um, the thing is that the one thing you can be sure of being in control of, if you're doing things right, is your own mind. Mm. You know, if you if you um, if you ask any athlete, any serious athlete, to what extent does your mental state affect your performances? You know, on a percentage basis. You know, if you go in the old days, I, I did uh, workshops. You go around the room, and they all said. Um, 70, 80, 90 percent, so the mind is everything, you know, and uh, nobody says less than 50 percent, you know, uh, the the influence of the mind on performance. So, OK, right. Um, what do you do then to prepare your mind for competition? Hmm. You know, football, tennis, cricket, nothing at all. Right. Well, why not? If the mind is so important, why not? You know, you go out, you know, you go to the gym and you're running and you're doing exercises, doing five sides, you know, you're doing everything to get your body ready for competition. If the mind's so important, why are you not preparing your mind? Oh, well, nobody told me, you know. And um, but if you do, you make a massive difference because everybody knows how important the mind is, but people don't know. The, even the I, I've worked with players. Sometimes I've gone into clubs and I've, there have been players, really well-known players who've been, you know, maybe they're in their mid-thirties and they've been at the top of the game and they've never done any mental training ever in their life. Never. They don't know the first thing how to. Sometimes, you know, the manager comes in, he does his uh, talk and everything. He says, "Okay, uh, I want you to go and get 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 your minds ready for this game." So he doesn't say how to get your minds ready. 
He just says, go and get your mind ready. And the players haven't got a clue how to get their mind ready. They don't know that if they did a few simple exercises, it would help them. It's interesting because it's not just, I mean, you, you give it a very um, clear example there of, I guess, what I'd like to refer to as a, a, a commentary approach. Um, it's telling someone what to do without actually helping them understand how yeah. to. Yeah. And it's interesting because you're talking about the mind there. And I think even just coaches listening to this in general um, need to start considering whether that's something they do, even on the technical tactical side of things. You're, mm. you, how, the amount of coaches that I've come across to say, right, I want you to do X, Y, Z. You know, I want you to finish like this. or I want you to pass like this. I want you to press like that. Okay. Mm. Clearly the person doesn't have any... Uh, structure they don't have any um, procedures or any any frameworks to follow in terms of how to achieve that yeah. yeah you're not you're not tackling that you're not addressing the fact there is no framework or no process in place for the person you're just saying well i want you to do this and then expecting it to happen and, and it's interesting mm -hmm. to like you know just hearing it from your perspective as well on the mental side of things that it is almost overlooked to actually it's still a process as simple as it may be people mm -hmm. still be aware how of how that there is a process even if it is a simple one because mm. then they can actually work with it so i guess yeah you have to tell them how to do it so um you know if a player says to me how do i prepare my mind to play a match then i'll be very clear you know i'll say okay here's three or four exercises you i'm talking about exercises that take about two minutes you know that you can do in the changing room or maybe if you don't want other people to see you doing it do it in the car or in the hotel or something before you go to the ground something like that and um if 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 i'm if i can't be with them maybe i'll give them uh, an mp3 to to listen to to prepare their mind and um and i i i, I won't beat around the bush uh these methods i have uh, first of all, I don't think any anybody else uses anything like the methods I have. And secondly, I will repeat what I said before. If people use these things, they will play better. If they're a striker, they will score more goals. If they're a goalkeeper, they'll save things. They haven't got a clue how they saved it, you know, because their reactions will be quicker. And um, I, I... I, you, know, you know, in our game, you're not supposed to guarantee anything, you know, in hypnosis and all of these things. You're not supposed to say, well, I can guarantee this, that or the other will happen. I feel I can, you know, I can guarantee that you will raise your performance level if you do some very simple things. You know, even so, you know, I talked about tapping. Um, I mean, it, it literally can be as simple as an exercise that does this, like this, this, which is um something which is for cross hemispheric balance you have um you have two hemispheres of the brain and they each have their own energy system mm. and what you want to do is to combine the energy system of left and right so supposing you want to pray what do people do they go like this don't they i mean i don't really pray very much to be honest but uh, uh but people go like this why do they go like this because it combines the left and the right energy system together and it puts you into a meditative state right. um so i've um based on that principle and a few other principles i've put some exercises together like this one here which is because as long as you cross over the center line of the body Just you're those that are maybe listening to this and not and not, not have an opportunity to watch it uh, you might be just talking through that, talking through that that movement, and what and what it is exactly, what what the purpose of it is. 
the purpose of it is to basically stimulate your meridian energy system. Mm -hmm. The meridian energy system was discovered by Chinese doctors thousands of years ago, and they managed to map it out. And where it comes close to the surface of the skin are the points that we, they, these are acupuncture points. It's the same system that acupuncturists yeah. use. And um, there was a guy called uh, Roger Callahan, Dr. Roger Callahan. He's no longer with us, unfortunately. And he uh, developed the science of tapping using the meridian energy system so these points i'm talking about you tap on and um as i told you before it's for stimulating the energy systems in particular the meridian energy system and um that's this here is for cross hemispheric balance it's a way of using the meridians crossing over the meridians to from left hand to the right shoulder right hand to the left shoulder that's one way of doing it another way of doing it here i've got an apple here is to sway from side to side close your eyes and just pass an apple or an orange or a tennis ball or something from hand to hand with your eyes closed okay. and if you i guarantee if you do that normally i get people to do it standing up you know with their feet a little bit apart swaying from side to side eyes closed something it can be anything i what kind of speeds are we are we looking at here and, and for what duration of time um i would say a couple of minutes do it for a couple of minutes you will find yourself relaxing in, in amazingly you know but these things they what they do is they tend to energize you and relax you at the same time because mm. you know if players are waiting to play to go out and play and um, a lot of coaches, they're trying to, you know, come on, come on, let's get on. I want you to do this. I want you to do it. First of all, giving instructions to players just before they go on the pitch is a complete waste of time. You know, you've got to do that. You know, there's times you, you have to find a time to do it before they're waiting to out to play because they what they need to be is focused, you know, and not listening to a coach yelling his head off. And, um, and, um, these simple things hang on i've lost the thread there i forgot what did you ask so just the the, the length of time and um i guess the, yeah the duration and at what speeds are, are, are you wanting to move because within that whole process well everyone's different isn't it and it, uh, essentially where i'm going with this is is there is there a a definitive time or is it is there a certain feeling or emotion or, or or point you get to where you think okay now i'm in that place where i need to be but that's it might be yeah, yeah, well, that's it you see that's it players know you have to trust in your subconscious mind uh, i say two minutes but it might be less the thing is you do it um for as long as you need to do it until you feel focused and ready you know relaxed but ready as i say that's kind of my motto you know relaxed but ready it's a very good motto for footballers and um rather than like i say having people um uh, shout their heads off and when uh, but it's just one exercise of, mm. of many that I teach them and I get them to pick out the ones they like best the ones they feel the best for them you know and to do them you know some of them have been embarrassed to start with particularly with some of the tapping exercises because they look a bit silly but it's about time we swept aside this business of being embarrassed you know if you ask athletes in this country if you say right I've asked this question of thousands of footballers, right? What's your ambition? And they all say the same thing. Well, I want to, I want to get to the highest level I possibly can. Uh, well, what level is that? Oh, I don't know. Um, you know, and maybe they're playing in League Two, you know, so if they, maybe they think they can play in the championship or something. Mm. But, you know, and it's the same with tennis players, young tennis players. 
if you ask them, I guarantee if you ask any young tennis player in this country, so, you know, a talented player, an ambitious player, they will say, I want to get into the world top 100. That, that will be their answer because some idiot at the LTA has persuaded them that that is some kind of measure of success, you know? And, and if they say that to me, that, and, and many of them do, I say, what about the top 50, you know? And uh, say, oh, uh, they say, and their answer is always the same because it's been drummed into them by the LTA coaches. You've got to be realistic, they say, you know? Yeah. You know, and I say, no, you haven't. You know, you've got to take your courage and reach for the stars, mate. You know, if you want to make it, then let's do it. You know, let's mm -hmm. let's let's have courage and go for it. Okay. And but the problem is that people are held back because I, I doubt if Andy Murray or Roger Federer or Rafa Nadal, Djokovic, I, I doubt if they ever said anything except I want to be number one. But British players are frightened of saying, I want to be number one. I want to play for England. I want to play in the Champions League. You know, they're too frightened to say because they think people will get the idea. They're a big head of some sort. Yeah. I think it's definitely something that is a cultural thing, I think, 100%. But, you know, I guess... To, to, to talk me through it, the, 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 the tapping, is it just to kind of just relax you then? Is that what you're saying? Oh, right. That's what I was talking about, um, being relaxed. Because the thing is that players are often not relaxed mm. while they're lining up to go out and play. And, um, and, if, and, and for them to be relaxed is a really good thing. I mean, if you, you, know, if you look at uh, Lionel Messi, he's totally relaxed the whole time, always got a smile on his face. And um, so, you know, George Best, you know, it was the same. They're able then to allow their skills and their instincts to flow easily and effortlessly and do wonderful things on the football pitch. Mm. And uh, so, I mean, there are lots of stories about players who, you know, when, um, do you remember years ago, Nottingham Forest won the European Cup twice in a row? Do you I, know I, that? I know that. I wouldn't remember it. Though. Well, I do remember it. And um, so the question is, because they were really unfancied, they were not the best team. Mm. But, you know, uh, we all know the best players don't always make the best team. And um, nobody really fancied them to win that. And um, Brian Clough, in the, I think it was on the way to the second time they won it, um, in the coach on the way to the stadium, he uh, opened a, a crate of beer and he gave all the players a beer you know, and uh, now nobody would dream of doing that in today's world. But, you know, why did he want them to drink this beer? Because it was going to relax them. He knew it would. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
relax them and they were relaxed enough to go out and allow themselves to uh, play their their game they're really good they were a very organized team by the way you know um, uh, but they were relaxed enough to go and win it and relaxation you know and i my method of relaxing players is completely different that's why i say that session i do in the changing room which is which is actually about seven or eight minutes basically them closing their eyes and listening to my voice wow. it's a, they go into a light hypnotic trance not really really deep the light hypnotic trance and it's pure gold because they they're so relaxed they they feel like they can't lose yeah. it doesn't mean they'll win every game but it means they'll have a better chance of winning every game sure sure so no 100% I totally, I totally understand that you know ultimately but by relaxing them you're allowing them just to kind of relieve any pressures that they might be feeling um, it's not yeah, on performing really um, so again you know you talked talk about your hypnosis piece you talked about the tapping yeah tell, tell us a little more about this EM is it EMDR is it yeah EMDR uh, which is um, eye movement desensitization and re calibration I think it is um, uh, refocusing something like that EMDR um it's it's lateral eye movement so the the way it's done well there are di i'm uh, discovering different ways of doing it now because this business of going like this when you're working online is a little bit different because i'm going like this and their eyes are over there you know so it's a bit more difficult when you're doing it on zoom but you can also do it by uh tapping you know you can um uh you can um just go like this what they call the uh, butterfly um uh forget what they call it um but you know just by tapping the the reason is that you're tapping different sides you know and uh, so it has a pretty similar effect as eye a uh, lateral eye movement it's, if you were sitting with me here in this room i would put my finger up like that and get your eyes to follow the movement of my finger from left to right so just so just start mm. why would that not work over this platform here um i'm not saying it doesn't work but it's more difficult to do it online i found it difficult to do it online because um like if i go like that okay well is it you see your your eyes it, it's the timing you see the what i'm seeing right is my fingers here and your eyes are over there um but I'm not saying it doesn't work it, it does work but it's more difficult to do it online than it would be if you were in the room with me fine so I found different ways of doing it. tapping like this is another way of doing it. Right, and, and in terms of, in terms of those exercises, is, is is the idea for me to kind of follow the movement? Um, sorry, the idea for me to follow the movement is it? Uh, if if I'm moving my hand from side to side, but if we're right. going like this, it's for you to listen to the tapping in um, the yeah. sound of the tapping left and right. right. Mm. And, and, and what's the impact that that's meant to have on me then? Well, all of these things work on what's called the limbic system of the brain, um, and in particular the amygdala. The amygdala is the part of the brain, which part of the limbic system, which um, processes your feelings and emotions, and it kind of um, resets it to. Uh, I mean, I don't like using these analogies, but it's what other people say. Resets it to factory standard, you know, factory man. I've got so. If this is something I use when I'm doing workshops. So the amygdala is, it's like that. As you become 
maybe stressed or anxious or overexcited, it tends to go like that. And when you do these exercises, bit by bit, it closes down like that because that's you want it to be like that. Yeah. And um, so that's a kind of very, I don't know, simplistic um, idea of. Yeah. Have you heard of these things before? The limbic system? Yeah, yeah, yeah I have. I, have done. I think I just, I guess my question on that then is. Mm. Ultimately, what you're trying to do, and correct me if I'm wrong, my understanding is that you're just trying to de-stress the individual. Um, at, when least, at least momentarily. Uh, you're talking specifically about uh, athletes now, are yeah, you? Yeah. Well, uh, no, it's not the only thing I'm trying to do. I am trying to relax them and to de-stress them, of course. Yeah, I want them to... You know, you um, you want them to be focused on what they're doing, focused on the process of what they're doing. Uh, but um, what we're also doing is um, firing up their emotions in a different way to be inspired, you know, so that um, when they step onto the pitch, they not only feel relaxed, you don't want to feel so relaxed they, you know, lie down and go to sleep or something. You know, you want them to be inspired, you know, with the, uh, with the, uh, the idea of uh, competition you know um the ideal state for a player to be in when they step onto the pitch is um th they need to have a balance of two things they need to have a balance of relaxation and something that i call uh, positive tension uh, positive tension is a kind of excitement and when you get the balance of those two things then everything flows easily and effortlessly and everything everything just goes brilliantly well so that's what i'm doing i'm getting the balance of those two things the relaxation and if you like the inspirational thoughts motivation motivation yes if you like i mean when people say to me you know i talk to people about mental strength and um you know people say to me what is mental strength well um the way i describe it is a combination of four ingredients which is motivation is definitely one motivation, confidence, focus, um, and um, uh, and belief, confidence, belief, motivation. Right. So on on that one, Pete, we're now talking about the motivation. How? So, what would you say are some simple ways that I guess, as coaches or as, as practitioners, we can kind of think about that? We're not. We're not. We don't know. You know we're not hypnotists we're not no, no, but you could be so so yeah just, just talk, talk me through that so what, what are some of the simple steps that i can take now if i go back to my group of players today and i've got a game walk up game tomorrow um then yeah. and put them in a better mental mental space in terms of going into that game or even get the game i want them in a better mental space going into training yeah of course you do yeah absolutely because the, these methods that I'm talking about, they have to practice them in training in the same way as they practice, I don't know, taking uh, taking penalties. Oh, yeah, sure. Small point. <laughs> sure, no, 100%. I, I, totally, I totally agree there. agree with that. So what, what are some of the steps that I can be taking as someone who hasn't got the experience as a hypnotist or hasn't got the experience with NLP or tapping or EMDR? What are some of the basic things I can take away from all those different moves? Well, um, you... You have to sit with me for a little while so that I can um, teach you some of these things you can do with the guys, which, so you're right, you're not a hypnotist, but it's very simple to become a hypnotist. And, uh, you know, there's, in fact, there's no regulation of the hypnosis industry in this country. So um, 
in the old days, I used to uh, teach. Uh, I used to do. A bit, I, I used to do um, courses in hypnosis, but I I haven't really got time to do that these days. But anybody could do it. I mean, you you could set up a school mm. and uh, call it. You know, uh, your school of uh, I don't know. You call it the Neesden School of Hypnotherapy, <laughs> and you could uh, have. Um, you can make out certificates and you can get people in a room and say, well, I think you do it like this and like that. And uh, you could sign a certificate and say those people are qualified. I'm not suggesting you do. Mm. All, I'm, all I'm saying is that you don't have to spend 10 years learning how to do it. It's a very simple process and it's very safe. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to harm anybody mm. by doing these very simple techniques with them. So, and even if you didn't do hypnosis, even if I taught you, say, I don't know, a few tapping techniques or uh, other techniques that I do, you know, like that one I just said, the cross-hemispheric balance, that, you know. That, that tapping technique where we go from shoulder down to, I guess, yeah. is that something that we have to do ourselves? Is, it, is, there, is, there, is there an element of having self-practicing techniques as well as techniques where I might have to do something on, on, on someone else or...? Well, um, as far as tapping is concerned, well, th there are different ways of doing it. As a practitioner, I could either tap on people. I mean, if I'm if I'm short of time, I'll tap on. Well, it, if I'm working online, I can't do that. I have to say tap here, tap here, tap here. You know, do this, do this, do that. Um, but if I have them in a room and, you know, with footballers, you're always short of time, you know. Mm. I, I mean, they, they work two hours a day. They go in, they train, they have something to eat. And they've got to get home to get the television on. You know, they're always too busy <laughs> to do. I'm professional players. I'm talking okay. about, and um, they're always short of time. You know, so you're always looking for quick things to do with them. Because so, they, how, how long would a, a, a tapping session usually last? Then? Oh, um, well, it could be five minutes. It could be an hour. I mean, it depends what you're trying to do. Um, yeah. But you know, like I said to you, the session I do in the changing room is. Uh, well, it's it's seven or eight minutes normally, but it's not that that is not particularly tapping. That's normally me doing hypnosis in the changing room before they go out. I might get them to do a tapping exercise mm. before I start. Mm. You know, a tapping exercise being about a minute. So let me let me. Let me do, you, do you want me to show you one? Yeah, go for it. Let's do it. I'll I'll show you a tapping exercise which. Um, is one that I invented some years ago, and oh. it, it's I love it, and everybody seems to love it. Okay, we call it happy tapping. Copy what you're doing. It. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll talk you through it. Okay, so um, I need to ask you a question. Okay, before we start doing it, the question is, and you don't you don't have to think about this. I just want the first answer that comes into your head when I ask you. So you don't have to intellectualize or anything like that. What do you want in life? First word. Hmm? Success. Okay. What will success bring you? Uh, freedom. And what will freedom bring you? Joy. And joy. What's another word for joy? Happiness. Okay. We got there. Um, happiness is what I'm looking for. You know, the um, Aristotle, the great Greek philosopher, he said, um, happiness is the entire meaning and purpose of life. Mm. And I tend to agree with him. And um, so... It's very important, incidentally, for footballers to be happy when they step onto the pitch. Mm. You know, so part of the work is making sure they're happy. Um, so for this particular exercise, we're going to use the concept of happiness 
but you can change it. You'll see. I'll explain to you how. Okay. So what I want you to do is I want you to tap like this. So you've got this part of the hand here, which is where you might do a karate point. And I want you to tap like that with the other hand. That's it on there. And repeat after me. I want to be happy. I want to be happy. I can be happy. I can be happy. I will be happy. I will be happy. I am happy. I am happy. I'm okay. I'm okay. Good. And stop. And now I want you to tap here on the, uh, just underneath, you know. Now, this tapping stuff seems a bit ridiculous if you haven't done it before. <laughs> I know that. And uh, now I want you to tap here in the crack underneath your bottom. That's it. These two points, incidentally, are central vessels in the meridian. Uh, I'm, I'm using my middle finger like here. How important is that? It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Mm. But that's okay. Okay. And now tap on the other hand here, the other one. All right. Okay. And repeat after me. I want to be even happier. I want to be even happier. I want to be happy for no reason. I want to be happy for no reason. I can be even happier. I can be even happier. I will be even happier. I will be even happier. I am even happier. I am even happier. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm more than okay. More than okay. Okay, stop. All right. That's the exercise. How do you feel? Yeah, I feel better. <laughs> yeah, definitely, I feel better. But you know, it's interesting because um, do you feel a bit of tingling? Um, I don't know if it's tingling. I definitely feel lighter. Okay, yeah, lighter. That's I yeah. hear that word a lot. Yeah. Usually, people feel tingling. It's the chi energy. It's got the chi energy. Yeah. So I guess it's a simple exercise like that then. Yeah. So. That is one of the uh, pre-match exercises that um, I get players to do. Now, you mentioned earlier mm. that you encourage people to do something like this early on in the day, probably when they wake up. Yeah. Is that an exercise that you'd recommend? Yeah. I get them to do... Um, incidentally, one thing I didn't mention in all of this, which is in, which is fundamental to the whole thing in terms of um techniques that i use is breath work and um, um i i i can't stress how important breath work is in this whole thing De definitely and i think um again this just links my thinking back to the idea of mindfulness meditation yeah well like i the reason i showed you this book is because in all the i think there's 23 or 24 exercises in here uh, there isn't a mindfulness exercise in it because I may have said this. To, have I said this before already? I don't know. I just um, I think um, other things are better. Sure. sure. So uh, you you know I, I, again I, as you're talking through and reflecting back on some of the things you said in this conversation, mm -hmm. um, I even have an exercise that I've done I've done in the past with my kids to try and I guess relax them. Mm. <clears throat> what was that? It was. Um, basically to get them to just just stand up um, yeah. and then before the start of the session it sounds so silly but for like a minute or two um, I just got them jumping up and down I said all right now try and jump up and down without smiling mm. just jump up and down just just jump up and down um, without smiling and they physically could not do it mm. they physically could not do it they couldn't they couldn't do they couldn't jump up and down for that length of time without having a smile on their faces. Yeah, 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 good. And it's interesting because obviously uh, it's probably very much similar to what I guess in, to, to what I just experienced myself. Mm. Um, and I guess when I'm in that, you know, if you've got me now and you said to me, right, yes, off the back of doing that, uh, 
go and go and deadlift that 300, 300 kilo um, bar there. I probably I probably have the confidence to go and do it. Mm. Just because of that reason alone. I think it's just that mental space of right, even if it is um, you know, and no and no disrespect intended, but even if it is just a placebo effect, mm. yeah. It's effective enough to make as long as it has an impact, right? Yeah, I mean, um, um, yeah, you're right. I, I, I don't think it is, like you say, if it's a placebo, then fine, it doesn't really matter if it is yeah. or not, but um, I, I don't think it is a placebo effect. No, the only reason I say that is because obviously it's, um, well, I, I, again, you mentioned there isn't any, uh, the, the science, yeah, there is a science back, a scientific background mm. to it, but yeah, there isn't, any, there isn't any scientific proof of this actually existing, but uh, ultimately that, that mm. is irrelevant, isn't it? As long as it's producing results. Well, it is. It, well, like you say, um, you know, I always get this when I first work with it. Normally, if I get called in to work with a, a team, it's because they're not doing well, because they've lost three or four games on the bounce and mm. the manager's worried about his job. And he thinks, well, you know, what have I got to lose? Let's give this bloke a chance, you know. And, um, and then um, they always go and play really well. Mm. You know, and, and, and then people say, well... Um, Maybe it's just a coincidence. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, okay, but my next question was going to be, well, is, let's say you've, you've gone into an environment, you've done some of these things, it's had an impact. Mm. Um, does the exercise that you're using have a time, time span on it? Does it have an expiry date? Or you have to then maybe change the exercise because maybe it's like, oh, well, this is getting boring now. We've done this too many times. And, and, they, and they lose maybe, the, it loses this kind of new toy feeling, if you like. Um, I suppose there could be an element of that, but I do change what I do. I mean, I, I have hundreds of these things. Yeah, sure. I'm always changing what I do, and I'm also um, always researching and looking and and um, and looking for new things. So I'm always adding new things to the mix. Mm. So the sessions that I do today are nothing like the sessions I did last year or the year before because. Mm. I'm always uh, developing and changing and finding the best way to do these things. Right. And again, another random question has come to mind. As, as, so you took me through that exercise. Mm. The affirmation piece. Mm. Uh, is the affirmation piece there because it doesn't work without it? Or is it because it suits maybe different people because of their maybe their own processing needs, and if, if you like? Uh, mm, it works better with it. Uh, the thing is that you can tap on these points. The, the, so um these points here it, this is called the pr triangle the um uh, polarity reversal triangle polarity reversal uh, the body has a polarity and sometimes things happen in your life stress anxiety or toxins mm. or any of the stuff i was talking about before and your energy is flowing backwards and that's called polarity reversal so the point about doing that particular exercise is it gets your energy flowing in the right direction. And um, so it's that triangle there, there, and there. And um, so I often do it as a first um, technique, although there's other ways of doing it as well, um, because everything works better after it because people's uh, energy is flowing in the right direction and they feel better. Like you started to laugh halfway through Some people just, they just burst out laughing after that. And, um, um, you know, maybe not everybody, but people always feel a bit lighter and a bit better yeah. um, after doing that exercise. And um, 
which is why not not just for athletes but for lots of people i i would recommend anybody to do it when they get up i the reason i say do it when you get up is because you know the day starts and, yeah. and oh, I'll, I'll do it later and i've got to do this yeah. first then you end up not doing it so i say get up do these first a breathing exercise for instance i mean i have breathing exercises that um have a similar kind of effect because mm. none of us breathe properly and okay I am now going to blow your mind with the next thing I'm going to say. Okay, this is for Perfect. you and any other coach. And believe me, this is not an easy thing to say. It's not an easy thing to get people to do. Mm. If you want to raise the performance level of any of the players you're working with, you must get them to keep their mouth closed and breathe through their nose all the time. Watch Roger Federer, see if he ever opens his mouth when he's playing. Because nose breathing is essential if you want to be at your top level. Now, well, have you heard any coach has any? Have you ever heard that before? No, no, I haven't. I've, I've, I definitely have heard the idea. Obviously, that breathing or utilizing the nose for breath. Yeah, is something that can be calming. Yeah. Well, yeah. what I'm saying is, when they're performing. They need to keep their mouth closed and breathe through their nose and you will find their performance low. It's, you know, they need to practice doing it. The way the way to practice doing it is, uh, <laughs> you might think it's even stranger. And that is to, um, when you go to bed, to tape your mouth up at night. That is not tape across there, but just a little bit of tape across down there. And uh, it keeps your mouth closed at night and it, it trains you to, and it opens up all these nasal passages and your nose becomes bigger and, um, uh, it, it's it's a question of um, uh, controlling the intake of oxygen and the balance of oxygen and CO2 in the body, which is incredibly important. Have a look into it. It's really, mm. really important. Um, the, there's another, the, in terms of breath work, there's an exercise which I encourage players to do every day. Mm. It's very difficult to get them doing it because it takes about 20 minutes and it's six six breathing that's breathing into the count of six breathing out to the count of six mm. which, uh, so that means you can do it five times in the space of a minute um and they call it the rhythm of life if you do it every day for about 20 minutes it improves everything we can measure about the human body everything we can measure about the human body it'll put 10 years on your life if you do it every day in order to do it properly, you need one of these, uh, which is uh, a clicker ticker. Yeah. You have to see it goes up. See, when it goes up is when you change from breathing out to breathing in. And that is the right speed to do it at. These are available all over the place. You can get them on the internet. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's difficult to get footballers doing it. It's difficult to get them doing it for 20 minutes every day because they're, you know, when they're going to training and the manager tells them to do something or the coach tells them they have to do it. Um, but this is, um, if they go home and it's optional thing to do, not all of them are focused enough to do it. Some are, mm. some are, all of them. But all I'm telling you is, I mean, I just want to repeat that phrase. It improves everything we can measure about the human body.
So isn't that a good reason to do it? You know, I'm I giving you 10 years on your life here, you know? Why wouldn't you do it? Mm, not 100 I guess. But there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of statements you've made today. I know. Yeah, and I, I don't... Um, I don't doubt for any one second that, you know, that, that the, the, the results aren't achievable. Um, you know, I can, I can see my own experiences um, having just done the exercise with you and having previous experiences of, of this sort of work in the past. I definitely can see the benefit in it. Um, have you got any issues in your life? Have I got any issues? Uh, boy. Yeah, I'm trying to finish off my masters. <laughs> oh, are you okay? So, is that giving you um, um, stress? Do you feel stress? Yeah. Did yeah. you hear that high that high pitched thing that just came out of your voice? Then, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. so. <laughs> that that tells something, doesn't it? Mm. Um, so, a masters in what? In coaching? Yeah, doing a masters in performance coaching. But I'm doing that in the midst of just becoming a dad again. So it's it's, it's been quite a challenging time. Right. Okay. So um, the stress you feel, incidentally, you're doing a masters in this, and and they're not telling you anything that I'm telling you, are they? No. No. Um, uh, so uh, you know, it's like all the sports psychology. Uh, courses there's there's no hypnosis module in any of them and um it's the best method you know so sports psychologists they say all right i'm i'm qualified you know they're qualified but they've never worked with an athlete in their lives and um and they what they're qualified to do i don't know i've i've seen them turn up at football clubs mm -hmm. and uh, and they say to me uh, what do you think i should do i don't know what to do and i say well what, you know you just studied it for three years didn't they tell you <laughs> <laughs> and they, they, don't, they don't know what to say <laughs> everybody um so um you know all of my stuff that i'm telling you i've learned by doing it you know i've learned hypnosis and i've learned these other things and i've learned it kind of by trial and error i've found out what works the best right. right. and that's why i'm so relaxed in saying that i i know i'm, I'm not saying it the same thing works best for every athlete or every footballer right. Right. But I can always find the best thing. You've come up with a series of uh, techniques that you feel do work in mm. own ways. And I think you, in the process of doing that, you've also probably identified, to, I, I guess, for lack of a better way, which screwdriver is needed for which type of screw. Yeah. Yes, it is a bit like that. The, the problem is that um, most people only have one screwdriver. They don't have a... Um, they don't have a collection something they don't they don't have the right tools to do the right mm. you know to do the job properly and um you know i spent 23 years scouring the world going to all over the place to meet people to find out about modalities about techniques mm. about um how to do this thing better mm. and still you know if i sit down with a, a coach or a manager they never believe what I say. If I tell them what I told you, if you do this stuff, your players are going to improve their performance level. Yeah. They, they argue with me, you know, they find yeah. every reason not to believe what I'm saying. And I always say, well, listen, you know, we sat here talking for two hours. Why don't you just give me a player, you know, yeah. or a group of players and let me show you, let me prove yeah. it. They're probably worried that you're going to make, make it even worse. But um, I think for me, I think obviously, yeah. 
I'm somewhat curious about these sorts of things anyways. I think it's probably a lot easier for me to come around to the idea that, yeah, this could be a real thing that works. Um, I, I guess from my own experiences, maybe someone that hasn't encountered this sort of stuff before and is maybe really apprehensive, as you put it earlier, yeah. it's almost... For me, I'd, I'd, I'd have to explain to them what, how it, what, why it works. Um, yeah, yeah, well, you know, you can do that too, but it doesn't... It, um, as far as footballers are concerned, they usually, they're not interested. They just want you to do something that will help them play better, you know. They're usually not interested in the science behind it. I can explain, I did a session the other day when I explained the science behind some of the techniques. I was, I was doing techniques. I went through about half a dozen techniques online with a group of people. And somebody afterwards said, why do you feel it necessary to explain the science behind it? You know, why don't you just do the exercises and, and don't bother with explaining it, you know. And I said, well, look, some people need the comfort of, you know, this kind of explanation to know why it works. You know, mm. incidentally, Einstein um, uh, said curiosity was a, a great um, thing to have, you know. Mm. So you said you were curious before. It's a really good thing to have. That. Mm. Um, just going back to your issue then. So you're, you're well, you've got, um, you've got a new baby or you're going to have one? One eight week old. Oh right! Oh, congratulations! Well, I, <laughs> it's it's when they get to about eighteen when all the That's trouble. The thing. I've got an eight week old and an and an eighteen month old. Oh, and now I'm talking about eighteen years. Okay, <laughs> that's when the no, trouble's. I'm, I'm not there yet. <laughs> My kids are uh, grown up. I've got one who lives in America and one who lives in Mexico. So, uh, so this is causing you a bit of stress, and um, so getting your masters done is. Uh, adding to the stress you're feeling, okay, is that is that true to say? Yeah, I, would, I would say that's a, that's an accurate statement. I mean, I've got what best part of six to eight weeks now to get my dissertation done. Right. Okay. Uh, what you need to do is relax, and you'll get it done. I'm sure you know the stuff already. But look, let let me uh, show you another tapping exercise. This is the classic tapping exercise, which is called the nine gamut process. It's um, it's uh, if you go on youtube you'll find a lot of people demonstrating this okay uh and i've found i do it slightly differently to some of them but um it's um um uh, something i use in a lot of different circumstances okay so it has two different parts to it the first part is to go like this tap like this on this uh, slightly higher that's it about there yeah the way to find this spot is you've got a v-shaped thingy here yeah Okay, so come down a couple of centimeters and then either to the left or right. It's what we call the collarbone. There's two of them. There's a collar, we call it the collarbone spot. Okay, the, yeah. that's it there, where you are now. Tap on there. Okay, right. And uh, oh, incidentally, tell me on a, um, a level of one to ten, one being not much, ten being a lot, where do you put this, um, this stress you feel? What's the intensity of it? Probably about a seven. Seven, okay. All right. Now then, I want you to tap just underneath your eye there. Put a couple of fingers there. That's it, just underneath your eye. Uh, so just, I'm just talking through this. How important is it that it's on the same side as well? I've just been tapping on my chest. Oh, it doesn't matter. The meridian energy system, which is what we're tapping on now, is symmetrical, so it doesn't really matter. Tap here again. Okay, now tap uh, about four inches down from the armpit, just there. <laughs> Okay, now there. 
And now this spot here, what we call the third eye spot. All right, and now the side of the eye. And now here. Good, just stop for a moment. That's seven you had. What is it now? First figure that comes into your head. Five. Five, okay. So we've gone down a bit. Uh, so, um, so that's the first part of it. The second part of it is uh, to tap on this spot here, which is called the gamut spot. So you've got little finger, ring finger, and then just the other side of the knuckle here. That's it. There's a little kind of groove in there. Just tap on there and keep tapping on there while you follow my instructions, okay? Close your eyes. Open your eyes. Keep your head still, but look down to one side. Look down to the other side. Roll your eyes around one way. Keep tapping. Roll them around the other way. Okay, now I want you to do a funny thing. I want you to hum a few seconds of happy birthday. Okay, count out loud from one up to five. One, two, three, four, five. Um, happy birthday. Okay, stop, tap here. What figure have you got in your head now? First figure that comes into your head. Four. <laughs> See, we're going down. So the how do you feel? Do you feel chilled? Yeah, definitely relaxed. Yeah, okay. So if you carried on doing that for another couple of minutes, just like so go round these points here and then go back and do the other side there. Um, you'll come right down and after a few minutes, you'll be saying, it's gone, you know. Uh, uh, when we finish, you can go, go online and look up nine gamut process. This right. spot here is called the gamut spot, G-A-M-U-T. Right. It's called it because if you tap on it continuously, it takes away. Yeah. Uh, or um, if you've got hiccups, it'll take your hiccups away. Okay, awesome. Well, look. Pila, there's, there's a lot of stuff in there. Now it's been, it's been a fascinating conversation. I think there's a there's probably a lot of people listening to this thinking, what the hell is going on over there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, look, I've worked with world champions. You know, I've worked, I'll tell you one story before we go. Okay, can I tell you one story before we go? Uh, have you heard of Sachin Tendulkar? Yeah. Okay. Uh, one of the best cricketers who ever lived. Right. Mm -hmm. um, um, he's retired now, but a few years ago, he had 99 international centuries and yeah. he couldn't get the hundredth one for about a year and a half. He played in the England, uh, the India test team and he couldn't get his hundredth international century. Now in India, as you probably know, what's your background? Uh, so my mom is from Pakistan, my dad's from Malawi. All right. Okay. So, um, well, you know how, everybody in Pakistan loves cricket and it's the same in India and but you know that anyway they're all completely mad about cricket everywhere you go they're playing and they love the cricketers and they're superstars there and everybody was every time he went out to bat Sachin everybody was willing him to get this hundredth international center nobody got anywhere near it the the nearest was uh, Ricky Ponting who was the Australia yeah who he'd retired by then he had 72 international centuries that's the next most so that's what a great feat it was to have 99 anyway he wanted to get this hundred so he calls me up and he said can you help me and I said uh, yeah of course I can so he was in Bangladesh at the time he was just about to play they were playing in the Asia Cup and they were just about to play 
Bangladesh. And um, so he was in his hotel room in Bangladesh. I was in my flat in London. And we did this session for about 20 minutes. I hypnotized him. And um, then he went to play this match and he scored his 100th international century after not being able to do it for about a year and a half playing, I don't know how many matches around the world. You know, he came, he once came close in Australia, he got 95, I think, but he couldn't get over that line. Anyway, so he scored 100 in that match and the whole of India was rejoicing and everywhere in this country where you have Indian people living, you know, there was, you know, it was like dancing in the streets and everything. And um, so then uh, the question is, would he have got it anyway? You know, supposing we hadn't done that session. And uh, so um, uh, I did, people said, well, you know, um, they were only playing Bangladesh, who are maybe not the best, but they were only playing Bangladesh, but Bangladesh won that match, you know. He, he got 100, but Bangladesh won the match. And I think it was the semi-final of the Asia Cup that year. Mm. It was a few years ago now. Anyway, he knew because he was really delighted. I said to him, he was on 99 at one stage during that innings. And I said, um, how did you feel when you were on 99? He said, I was completely calm and I knew exactly what I was going to do. And, uh, and so he got this 100th international century and then he invited me out there and I worked with the Mumbai Indians and I worked with the India test team and um, you know and um, like I said I've, I've worked with world champions so I know some of this stuff is difficult to absorb if you're hearing it for the first time mm. and that's a difficulty I've always had that people find it difficult to take in but it's amazing stuff and it works not only in sport but in every other uh, part of life whatever you're doing uh, as I, I'm always saying it helps you to feel better function better be happier and improve everything in your life and I think at that point I better shut up no, I, I bet it's fascinating stuff I think you know like I said for me I'm I am quite curious and these are things I've looked into before and I've come across before for, for different reasons and through different people and I think so if it's not it's not that far-fetched for me to kind of look at it and think right yeah this could this could work um well, I'll tell you what, um, it's maybe worth thinking about for your thesis, you know? No, definitely something to consider. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I'm still thinking about some of the techniques and it's making me think about back about some of the stuff that I've done with players and maybe not really done it with any real consideration for this element of it, if that makes sense. <laughs> Um, yeah. I've just done things. I thought, okay, this this is something that makes them feel happy and relaxed. So let's do it. Um, have you got you've got a group of coaches you work with? Have you? Yeah. So um, generally, I work with I do work with different groups of coaches and just I guess support them in their own development, almost as a mentor, if you like. Mm. Well, if you like, um, if you've got a group of guys, get them together. Either, um, I mean, for the moment, I think we'd better stick to uh, online because I'm not really quite sure what's happening with this. I mean, I know the infections have gone down, but I'm, I think that's because they're not counting schools at the moment, you know. Um, I'm not really quite sure. But um, if, if you want to get them together, I'll, I'll do um, uh, a session with you, just, you know, just um, so that you can find out more about it. Okay. 
sounds like a plan. What I'll do is, you know, certainly when this episode goes out, um, maybe it might even be a little giveaway. Uh, get together a group of coaches and then we can have a session with Peter Gilmore himself. Um, yeah, if you like, yeah. I mean, it, it's um, what you mean as a group or an individual? No, no, as a group, as in yeah, yeah deliver the session um, as you put it in, I guess, help. I mean, I, I'm... I've got no reservations that this 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 type of stuff can work. Um, I guess my my only question, if any question there was, is, is it placebo or is it or, or what, what what really is it? Yeah, um, but, does, but it, does it really yeah. matter? I mean, if if the guys are playing better, if they're improving their performance level, who cares what it is? You well, know, this, this is it. So I mean, it, it, it's a question which I have, but it's not relevant. It's not important. It's it's got no real impact on on the on the on the outcome as long as the outcome has been achieved. So, um, but you know there'll be people out there who've got different questions to that. So, I, I, and I think it definitely it's it's one of those things you have to experience. It's one of them ones that don't knock yeah. it till you try it. Well, what what uh, what you should do, yes, is maybe there's a different way of doing it, and that is get on with me online and. Um, let me do a hypnosis session with you. Let's do it. And um, I mean, I'll, um, um, you know, I'll, I'll just do it as a favor to you. And, um, you know, and if you can tell people about it if you like, or you don't have to, I mean, no um, quid pro quo or anything like that. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. Let's try it, man. I'm, 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 I'm open to hearing ways in which we can, uh, I guess, develop and unpack and, reach a greater potential for ourselves yeah i'm all for it man well um you know we've talked a lot about hypnosis and the words come up a lot but we haven't actually done it you know so in order to um you know and i can say it's great it's wonderful it'll help you do this that and the other but unless you actually experience it you're not going to know what it is so let's uh, let's find a time we'll get on and i'll do a session with you and um and then you'll see what i'm talking about you know? Amazing, amazing. Well, Pete, just before we wrap up then today, and we'll definitely get that session booked in. Um, okay. Before we do get wrapped up today and finish off, mm. I'm sure there's going to be loads of questions and loads of thoughts around today's discussion and some of the things that, that have been said. So if there's any listeners or viewers out there that maybe wanted to find out a little bit more about what we have discussed or anything yeah. beyond that, any more about the work we've done in the past or mm. even present, is there somewhere they can get in touch or, or access um, to find out that information? Uh, yes, of course. Um, no, no, I'm always, I'm always happy to uh, answer questions. You know, I'm on a mission with this stuff. You know, on the one hand, it's uh, my job and I, I need to make a living. But uh, on the other hand, I'm, uh, I'm trying to take it out to the whole world, which I told you it's the reason why I'm doing this now. Uh, they can email me. That's probably the best thing, I think. Awesome. You, haven't you got my email address? It's... Um, I, I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll include your email address in the show notes. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, they can do that. Okay. It's yeah. it's on LinkedIn. It's Peter at PeterGilmore.com. Uh, that's Peter Gilmore, G-I-L-M-O-U-R. Yeah. Pete, thank you very much for that. It's been a very interesting conversation. Fascinating, in fact. Um, just before I go, I'll give you one tip as a father. Yeah, as a father. When with babies who are crying, okay, and you can't get them to sleep, do, do you know what a lemony skate is? No. The skate is the infinity symbol, the eight yeah. on its side, yeah. Just go like that with a finger on the baby's forehead, do the that symbol on its forehead, and you'll find it'll drop off to sleep. Okay. 
It's to do with the pituitary gland. Okay, interesting. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to look into that one. <laughs> yeah, do that. It's, I believe me, it's completely uh, harmless and gentle, and it just helps them to uh, drop off naturally to sleep. It's something to soothe them. Awesome. Well, look, Pete, look, it's been a fascinating conversation today. Look, there's some interesting stuff that's, that's come up, and I'm sure the listeners will think the same. Um, we will definitely be in touch again. But, Pete, thank you for your time today. It's been incredible. Um, I hope you have a great, a great week. Thank you. Same to you. And I'll leave it up to you. Get in touch with me. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm open to, um, you know, showing you some more of this stuff. Amazing. Well, there you have it, guys. Another episode of the Coaches Network podcast, where our aim is to bring the world of athlete, talent and personal development together to just one platform. And you can help us with that mission right now by sharing this episode or any of your favorite episodes with everyone that you can think of. You can tag us in those mentions as well on Instagram at The Coaches Network or on Twitter at The Coaches Net. We look forward to hearing from you. Let us know what you thought about today's episode. And until next time, guys, take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.